Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 127. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. This week, guys, we got no news for you. It's a it's a nice post-Thanksgiving weekend, uh, Sunday the 28th. Uh, any Black Friday shopping for you? I did. Was it, was I'm it crazy? Like, I'm actually kind of proud of myself a little bit. So, I oh mean, my god, sounds... you hit someone with a cart, didn't you? Well, no, I did all my shopping from home, thankfully. But oh, okay. Like, I didn't even plan on doing much Black Friday shopping. I just, like, I ended up just deciding to do my shopping on Black Friday because I, I usually procrastinate until it's way too late. And sometimes not everything I get for people is here on time because mm. of that. And this, t- this year I was like, you know what? Let's just like do it and get it out of the way. It's Black Friday. Let's just see if I can get stuff done. And I'm actually surprised I was able to get some pretty decent deals on at least a few of the things. So, and I'm done getting all, all the uh, stuff for all the people I was going to buy uh, gifts for this year. So I'm glad that's, that's cool. done for now. And uh, I got myself some new headphones because my old ones were falling apart. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I could show you my, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds really, it's going to sound really stupid, but like my old Bose headphones, one of the ear cups was like the, the fake leather was like splitting open and the memory foam was all exposed and it was just getting worse and worse. And I could technically have just ordered replacement ear cups and replaced them myself, which I've, I, I have done once before, mm. but also the power switch is messing up on that, on my headphones. Like sometimes they turn themselves on without me even like flipping the switch and other times flipping the switch doesn't turn them on. It's so I was just like, Oh wow. These Sony headphones I've been looking at for a while are a hundred bucks off. Okay. <laughs> I've been uh, having to hold myself back from buying a new TV though, because I like my current TV. I still very much like, but one of the US, one of the HDMI ports stopped working a while ago, so now I can't have my PlayStation, my Xbox, and my Switch all hooked up at the same time. So I'm like, ooh, do I get a better TV with a higher refresh rate and more HDMI ports? But I also don't want to spend another like thousand dollars on a TV that I don't really need right now, so. Maybe next time. Okay. Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I. I. Uh, I went to Ceremony yesterday. The, one of the malls nearby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went with one of my buddies uh, at night, and it was dead. But yeah, you went to a mall at night. I mean, but it was you know it's Saturday. It's a Saturday. That's night. true. That's fair. Right. At, the day after Black Friday. It's dead. That's also true. Yeah. I was forgetting. Context. I went to Target. It looked like a regular day at Target. The mall itself was like like minimal amount of people we went into best buy after that was nearby it was like empty empty it was crazy i was so shocked i mean it makes sense it seems like it was a very online centric year to the point where actually like the movie sections in both target and best buy have shrunk a lot dude i feel so bad for all the amazon drivers it's like even just just the the day after black friday the dude who brought like all the packages up to my doorstep like yeah. i guess it wasn't just me ordering shit because he, he had to grab like five small boxes or whatever and bring them all up the stairs and i'm just like dude and this is just one house like i feel so bad did you sit like, at the top step and just eat a sandwich in front of him watching no, like, yeah <laughs> he yeah like, he like ran and rang the doorbell and then like left and i was like oh man like kudos to these people though because they are working crazy overtime right now 
Mm, okay. That's that sounds like a fun time. I already got I got one thing I already ordered, uh, which was like a present for somebody. I was I was shocked it came today. I forgot. I was like, oh, it did come on Sunday. I didn't think it would actually show up this fast. But I just cleaned up a bunch of like packages and uh, boxes that I've like all of a sudden accumulated over just the week. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I didn't think I'd get this many so far. Yeah. And I had to break down a bunch and whatnot. But yeah, this is a uh, Sutra Side Talk, our weekly show where we talk about everything we've watched and played along with a little bit of news, which, like I said earlier, no news this week. We're just going to go right into mainly what we've watched and if we've got time, what we've played. Uh, we're going to talk about the Star Wars Visions series on from Disney Plus and then the new League of Legends Arcane show that's on Netflix. And if there's time after, uh, we will talk about Gears of War 5. But you ready to just jump right into it? Just get, get right in there? Yep. All right. So let's start with Star Wars Visions. It was about, what was it, nine different episodes yeah i'm looking up the uh episode list on disney plus right now just to keep yeah it was nine yeah it was what was it the duel Um, and then the duel tattooing rhapsody the twins (laughs) the village bride the ninth jedi t oh t-o-b-1 or toby uh the elder lop and ocho and akakira Okay. Okay. So I think we could, some of these will be probably, we could talk more about some than others. Yeah. Some definitely were more standout episodes than others. Which I guess starting with the beginning, the duel, that was really cool. That was like a Kurosawa inspired. You could definitely feel that influence there. It felt like a samurai film that just like happened to include lightsabers and stuff. And I thought that was super cool. Yeah. I I like the gritty animation, the way they have it, where it does feel like kind of, which it, it reminds me of um that new the kurosawa mode in ghost of tsushima yeah kind of yeah so it, it, i thought that was really interesting the way they pulled that off and normally because certain animations it felt sort of cg-ish too i never really liked those types of animations yeah but they're hit or miss for me yeah this one was definitely hit though i think yeah. they pulled it off well I think something I liked... to do with the lighting and stuff, like especially yes. the way the lightsaber lighting ca- cast shadows on characters. Because and... it, was, it was besides the lightsabers, it was black and white, right? Pretty much, it was yeah. pretty dark muted tones. But I did like the whole like, oh, here's the nomadic dude kind of wandering through the town dude, the, and it gets invaded. The reveal that he's not a Jedi, but he's not necessarily a Sith. He's like, what seems to be a Sith hunter. Is he even a Sith hunter? That that was the idea I got because he's well. He seemed like he wasn't going to. He had a collection of lightsabers. That is true. So I assumed that like this one that he was hunting or that he was fighting in in this episode was not the first, and he just like for fun challenges other lightsaber wielders, and just like that's how many he's defeated. I just love that idea of like the wandering swordsman. Yeah, it was a really cool concept. Not to mention, like, you have the town defenders as well, which, you know, some of them die, but not all of them do. Yeah. And that was really cool. You have, like, the old guy that's kind of helping him, and the kids, like, at first they're afraid that he's, a that he's like, got a dark saber, or not a dark saber, a, a red, red saber, saber and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and afterwards they're just like, yo, thank you, though. Anyway, uh, we really appreciate what you did for us. 
and the the way they made a lot of i guess not a lot but i want to say like three out of nine of these had like evil female antagonists i'm pretty sure Mm, at least two because the twins was one of them yeah the last one was um the what was the it was the ocho and something the one with the rabbit lapinocho yeah lapinocho yeah that one had one as well to an extent but it's weird yeah no the, that one that much <laughs> i can i could talk about that one for sure because that uh, that was actually one of my more favored ones surprisingly but yeah it was really cool i think the way they designed also the sith the actual sith was really interesting because she's got like a weird like umbrella oh, yeah, i forgot about that that i thought that was so cool that she had like a splitter type thing because yeah. like she was able to take her saber out and it was like a regular lightsaber, but when it was in that thing, it one looked like a parasol, and two it was just like a a bunch of lightsabers. Yeah, that was that was really awesome though, and I did like the whole like oh yeah, have my droid repaired by the time this water finishes boiling. Yeah, and it worked perfectly where it's like oh yeah, the droid can take out the entirety of the. Uh, pretty much that regiment that comes in there that squad of like stormtroopers and stuff and after they already like won the battle too so everyone's just like oh cool sweet we get to fight back now this is great yeah uh but i think for sure after we're done talking about them i just want to quickly like not necessarily rank them but just talk about like which ones were our favorite i guess you could say uh but the next one was the tatooine rhapsody which fully coolie right yeah it definitely had that feel to it especially because it it was very music centric. Yeah. And, and the animation a little bit, a little bit felt. Yeah. The similar. animation also felt a little bit like that style. But yeah. I don't know. This one was one, one of the ones that I enjoyed, but it wasn't super high up on my list. Cause I guess it was interesting. The idea of a band in the star Wars galaxy. And one's a hut. It's like, Oh, here's a Padawan who escaped order yeah. 66. Here's like one of Jabba's family members who doesn't want to be part of the family. Yeah. And then other people we don't really, you know, this is like a droid chick. And uh, and that was the other funny other thing dude. is like the main character, the kid with the blue hair was like a Padawan that escaped Order 66 and he hides as an aspiring famous musician. Yep. He, he could have. Uh, I like the, the James. I like you to think about this. This man could have done something to help the galaxy, and he chose to become a singer. Yeah, I just thought it was also really funny the towards the end of the episode where he's just like, "Hey, Java, instead of how about instead of executing my friend, you hire you sponsor us as a band." And he's just like, "Okay." <laughs> Boba Fett's just like jamming in the back, like, "Ah, yeah, this was good." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I so, nothing. There's nothing else to say about it, really. I was yeah, just no, kind of like, okay. It was fun, but not like very thought-provoking or anything. Yeah. I, there was a couple. This was, I would say this was one of the few where I was just kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Is it almost done yet? I'm ready for the next yeah, one. Yeah, kind of same. The next one, though, we've already talked about before, and I find it interesting that we have very opposite feels towards it. The twins. The twins, yes. I, I actually really liked it. I was I was I didn't hate it. I was fine with it. I just thought it was so ridiculous. I, I just was like, yeah. okay, this is just Dragon Ball. This is like Dragon Ball fucking it, Star Wars. It was definitely like very over the top. Oh, another weird thing about the series in in total. I tried to switch it to Japanese and they put like 
there is no Eng- just regular English subtitles. It's only like English for the uh, hearing impaired. So it like describes everything as well. Really? Yeah. So I so I just thought it was really weird that this is a very like the entire thing. The whole point is that it's Japanese animation, but it was definitely meant to be listened to in English for some reason, at least for us. I don't know. That was weird for me. But mm. the twins, though, like, I don't know. I it was way over the top. But for some reason that played into it, that played really well for me, like the whole weird unnecessarily large double star destroyers that are like connected by it to signifies one side. their twin ship yeah and it's like it's literally just like it, they're twins give them twin ships that are connected and like they both have the same outfits in but like the idea that the that one is actually secretly good and the other is just like completely evil is was kind of funny and um because the whole thing is like they're they were made by the Sith to be like these ultimate yeah. weapons, and the boy pretty much breaks out and like has a secret like Han Solo outfit under his yeah, armor. Yeah, I love that. He's just and like, has an X-wing, and I'm like, oh, okay. That was so weird. And then, like his when his sister like activated her suits like super Sith powers, and she has like grievous arms, and she has like six lightsabers. I was just like, oh shit, this is actually really cool. And then, like, the moment that made this episode... She also has, like, a... If you notice, because it's, like, her armor is supposed to be, like, slightly Darth Vadered, yeah. but also she has a skirt. Yeah. She has an exterior skirt over everything else. It's kind of like... I mean, this wasn't really necessary, but I guess you just like, wanted to make sure to know she's a girl. And this is going to sound really weird, but the the one of the last shots of the uh, episode really was just, for me, super cool, just because it makes no sense and is again absolutely they're fighting in space without helmets so okay that also was super weird that they kept getting they were like somehow fighting in space without helmets or anything but like the main the boy like does an upside down like he's standing on the x-wing or whatever and he flies upside down at his sister and makes his droid go light speed with him outside the ship and he flashes his lightsaber he like puts in a new kyber crystal in his lightsaber flashes it on and it's like seven different blades all of like the different lightsaber colors at once and then they combine it's like a rainbow blade and i was just like whoa it's a rainbow lightsaber that's so cool and different and then he proceeds to like cut his sister's like shirt off at light speed and i'm just like okay weird that was cool it was the only way (laughs) yeah it was like yo it was like soul caliber armor damage but then he also somehow basically stripped the other character over and that's and the weirdest part is like if i'm remembering correctly he like cut basically her entire robe in half but then but like she was fine underneath but then like the whole star destroyer behind her got like cut in half yes so many people probably died just like the just like the engineers on the second death star in return of the jedi yeah honestly you know what reminded me when the minute like the he does that thing and you just see her basically get half stripped i'm just like why am I flashing back to the fucking Animatrix, the, like, final flight of the Osiris, where they're doing that weird, like, um, they're doing, like, a weird sword fight, and they keep just stripping each other, and then peeking yeah. and being like, <laughs> and then they die, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, fucking... Oh, man, Animatrix. I love that Animatrix is the thing that kind of started everything. 
of like all these anthologies like yeah i feel like animatrix started the batman gotham knights it did uh, love death and robots and everything else then again i guess animatrix was inspired by heavy metal i'm not too sure but it, it for some reason animatrix feels like the weird like starter for everything even though heavy metal exists like it's the more modern version but yeah i, I don't it's not you know i didn't dislike it like it's at least higher than at least two of these or three of i'd say it's higher than at least three of them mm. for me uh but it's just not like my top ones there uh what was the fourth one the village bride okay this one one of my friends uh that i played destiny with was like this is my favorite one and i'm like dude i forgot this one happened I don't yeah i'm like it was about. struggling was like a to remember girl with a mask on and there was like okay if i remember correctly the some evil dude on the planet to control these battle droids that were no longer like under yeah. the control of the separatists and they're like oh yeah we want to sacrifice this girl or something and this yeah. jedi with a mask on is told to like help defend them and there's some dude with a bucket head and he's like yeah we got to help these people and the two couple or whatever is like yeah we're like one with the planet or something man right yeah yep that's it i don't know it just felt i'm watching it and of all of them i'm just like i don't, I don't even i don't even know what's happening but i'm not trying to find out either yeah i remember it looking cool it's just like i don't i cannot remember any of the story even as you're telling me i'm like yeah this that's kind of familiar <laughs> i i wonder how many people besides my friend was like this is my favorite one and just saying it was, people are just like what's wrong with you why couldn't you understand such a good story and i'm like what <laughs> fucking i don't know they were just trying to fuck the planet or something i don't know man is, is the bride to the, is the bride marrying the planet is that what's happening i don't know but i just feel like the the jedi felt like cassandra kane because she can't usually talk and she has like a mask on mm. all the time and then she like removes it at the end or something but yeah I don't, there's nothing really to say about it i don't have anything to say yeah same next one uh the ninth jedi okay this was definitely up there for me i can see an anime about this because that would be really yeah cool. i think this is one of the ones that like there's rumors that disney might make something out of this because people were just like holy shit this needs to be a thing yeah and it felt good because was it supposed to be the near like the far future thing was this the far future one where it's like post trilogies and everything i don't know that any of this was supposed to be necessarily within the canon universe okay i just remember hearing something about one taking place like way later or something but well uh, this one was like the the daughter of a lightsaber smith is pursued by dark forces uh like it it seemed to be that like lightsabers are no longer a thing and that's why this like one guy is, he's like literally the last person who knows how to make a lightsaber and yeah he gives like the last saber to his daughter or whatever he gives her like a bunch of them to yeah her, to give and... to the jedi and then like there is the really crazy twist when she gives it to them like you know their emotion will like make the color yeah and, and all of a sudden red. they all pop up red and you're like oh shit yeah <laughs> except the one dude with them's like who what yeah <laughs> thought we were all jedi <laughs> yeah that but, was a, that uh... was a super cool twist because it was weird that the whole thing was like uh, the dude who's the actual Jedi Master, all of a sudden you're thinking, is he the Sith? And they're the Jedi and they have to fight him. And then it's like, no, no, 
he's the Jedi, and they're like, yeah, they're the, all there the to Sith. kill him. But he's like the Palpatine, like tier, like power Jedi, because he yeah. starts like knocking them all down to the point where they're like, you could when one dies, they're like, oh god, no, they killed blah blah blah, and you're like, oh shit, so they're Sith, but they still care about stuff. I don't know. And it turned out one dude wasn't even a Sith. He got like kind of corrupted and then got uncorrupted. Like you see his saber go from red to purple. Yeah. So then he got like four Jedi at that point because the girl joins them as well. And that other dude that was like with the blue saber. So that was really cool. And the whole thing was like they have to go rescue her father at that point. Right. Like that's where the story would kick off if they actually did a series. Yeah. But I, I really liked it. I like the animation. I like the premise of it. And it actually felt good like this the girl that seems like she's the protagonist was actually really likable uh it was something i could easily get behind but you could definitely feel like the ray influences there a little bit like with the speeder and a little bit of the theme too you could feel like snippets of it within the music like you could feel some form of dna blend there for sure uh definitely one of my more favorite ones uh next one t-o-b-1 toby no no. Yeah, no, this is probably my least favorite one. It's Pinocchio. It's basically Astro Boy. Yeah, that's the thing. It definitely had like both in animation and just in general, because the main character was a robot kid, like it did feel very Astro Boy. And like on the surface, I kind of like the idea of a uh a droid learning to be a Jedi from an old Jedi master who's like given up the way. Like that's an interesting idea. I just found this episode very boring and it's interesting Full to minutes. me that I'm looking like the Disney plus gives the runtime next to each episode. It's one of the shortest ones at 14 minutes. It did not feel it short. I was waiting for it to so go long. It does. Doesn't it? Right. I was like watching it and I'm like, how is this still going? It's only 12 minutes. Has it been 30 minutes? And I look and it's like eight minutes and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this. And it, yeah. So it's like, it's This weird. is probably the bottom of the barrel. I would say yeah. this was the, the, yeah, this is like the least interesting. Yeah, one It's sure. just weird to me that the, the concept <clears throat> I like, it's just the Toby himself. I found uninteresting and just weird. And I just, yeah, I, I don't understand how it's so short, but it feels so long. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, c- I couldn't deal with it. That was that was the longest 12 minutes of watching something, <laughs> I feel like, ever. Yeah. Number seven was The Elder, where you got like a, this was a, a Jedi. Good, this was a good one. Yeah, Jedi oh and a God. Padawan fighting an old Sith master who's just like, I thought it was interesting that it made him look like an old, like, weary old man you see in old Japanese uh, samurai films who's just like wandering the road. But he's got like, like red daggers or whatever like instead of lightsabers or even like twin sabers he has like bandit knives almost it's like dagger sabers yeah Yeah. i thought that was super cool and that the fight scene for this was so good yeah this is probably the best fight in the uh i would say more than the uh duel for sure this is probably the most interesting because like the way he takes out the pad one too you're just like oh shit and i felt bad like i was afraid like the pad one was actually already dead even though it was like such a short thing because you're watching them like get to this planet you see the kids interacting with them and stuff yeah and and the whole time the the jedi masters was like don't take this lightly like this dude is dangerous yeah and the minute they split up you're just like oh crap the padawan's gonna meet him first and i wasn't sure exactly how the elder is gonna be i'm like is he gonna be like kind of this weird wise guy 
and the the knight is going to confront him or is it going to be like i didn't expect him to be just so like immediately i want to kill you really fast and use you as a lure yeah for your mask he was like straight up dark yeah just for the sake of it he had no other purpose really and even says like when he's fighting the knight he's like oh man you know i'm old before i die i want to do like a really good fight and yeah. kill you doesn't he basically say something like i i used to be sith but i i no longer really care about what they want i just want he basically was like i'm just around to kill people because it's fun yes pretty much yeah. and you know the knight pretty much takes him down and he's like if this guy was in his prime i don't know how this fight would have actually turned out because he was a very very powerful yeah uh former sith but it, the issue was that he was old at this point and you know age takes even the strongest and he's like even now he says like right now i will no longer be at my best i will start declining with my age but you my padawan are you're still on your way up you're still going to be growing in power which is a really really cool conversation they have and i thought it was really it was a really good blend i think out of all of them it was a great blend of conversation and action together for sure yeah and it was lop and ocho yes so this is the one with the rabbit uh, yeah i remember liking the art style and like all the interesting different characters she like i think her parents are killed by the imperials uh and she gets taken in by this dude who's practically like the clan leader of the city mm. and like the daughter and stuff and over time He's sort of like resisting the empire, whereas she is like the empire is the only way forward, and she betrays the family and like basically becomes a Sith. Damn. Uh, throughout it, I need to watch this again. Yeah, it was really cool, and because the daughter, the whole thing is the the clan leader has a lightsaber, but it wasn't his; it was given to him by a Jedi, I think that died defending their place or something, and he was going to give it to his daughter. But because she betrayed him, he ends up giving it to, I think her name is Lop, right? Uh, and she his the rabbit, adopted rabbit daughter, and gives it to her. And, like, the whole thing of, like, when the real daughter sees her have it, and she's like, that was supposed to be mine, all the shit. And she's attempting to, like, kill everything her father built. And it's just a fun duel where uh, the rabbit wins. But it was like a weird thing where I'm watching this little animated rabbit with a lightsaber fight. And I'm like, I actually am enjoying this. Like, it's not a weird furry thing. I'm sure people will turn it into that, unfortunately. But uh, it was a fun set of action. It was fun with the whole like family background where they become a family together and the family's broken up and there's betrayal and all this stuff. Uh, it was a really fun aspect there. And they were still able to keep a lot of like samurai type type like type of tone within it as well. Um, yeah, honestly, one of the for sure in the upper half. Yeah, I must just not have been paying close attention to this episode because like there was some period of time where I was like playing something while watching this uh, this uh, show. Because like all these episodes are super short, so I was kind of blasting through it, and so I may have skimmed a couple of these i guess you seem to do that a lot <laughs> yeah it's too many dude there's too many things and not enough time you gotta you gotta multitask oh, I, so you're, tell, you're telling me you're telling me thank you yeah yeah all right and then you're also gonna help have to help me with the last one akakiri all right this one is really fucking weird yeah it's a, like a, a jedi, jedi returns to his former or, or to his forbidden love to help defend her kingdom from a sith-like shogun yeah there's like a the shogun i believe 
gets killed by his sister who's a sith and she takes over so they journey to go take her down or like get her to leave and through it like uh it's weird because she's saying like oh there's a whole uh prophecy and you're gonna join me and become my apprentice and he's like i'm not gonna do that like i'm gonna fight you and you're gonna leave and the daughter gets captured somehow and they i guess fuck her up to the point where they dress her up like wasn't one of the enemies so like when he's fighting the uh the sith she sends out a bunch of her men and they go to fight him and he starts taking them all down and he doesn't know that they dressed her up as one of them Mm, and he strikes her down too and it's like, oh, shit. And he, she's like, I could save her, but you have to join me. And he's basically like, okay. So she gets brought back to life. And then he becomes her apprentice. And then that's how it ends. And that's it. And I was like, well, that's a depressing right? story. It, it was weird. It was like an interesting concept. But it just felt so random, especially for the fact that like she gets, she seems like a very capable warrior. And then just like gets turned into just a dangling bait yeah that's immediately weird. Huh. yeah so i i wanted to like it but i couldn't bring myself around to like really enjoying myself with it it was a weird one for sure it could have been great i think it could have been better but they just yeah they did what they did with it instead hmm. um yeah overall though i think my favorites for sure were the duel um the elder the Ninth Jedi and the uh, Lapanocho. It was called Lapanocho, right? Yeah. Was that, yeah. Yeah. Those. Those uh, four. I'm pretty close with you there. Yeah. The the duel for sure. The Ninth Jedi was very cool. Definitely the Elder. And I, if I rewatched Lapanocho, I I would probably put it over the twins as well. I just. I also really liked the twins, like I said, just because it's so over the top that it's like you can't take it seriously. And it's just kind of funny how crazy it is. Yeah, I agree. I think number one was the Elder. Number two was the Duel. Number three was Ninth Jedi. Number four was the Slop on Ocho. Number five was probably the twins, I think. Yeah, I guess. Number six was the Akakiri. Seven was Bride Planet. Eight was Tatooine Rhapsody and nine was Astro Boy robot yeah. thing. Honestly, I think our rankings are pretty much the same. Because like I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, that's probably how I would rate it, rate it too. Like, especially putting Toby at the end. That just it's sad because it's like it's not terrible, but it's just wide. It, I don't know. It's a t- it, the fact that it feels like it's consuming time makes yeah. it not good. I think honestly. that's really what it is. Is like the fact that it just drags for so long compared to all the others yeah yeah but yeah it's star wars visions i liked it um personally i don't want to see it again i would rather really? see an actual anime mm. that's like consistent that's fair i i like this um anthology type setup and i like seeing all these different art styles so like i'm with you where i kind of would i i would enjoy like an entire series that's that's just like based off of the ninth jedi or something like that but i also would be equally happy if they just do a season two of this and just keep going with uh more studios showing their art style off and stuff like that if it's if we got both i'd be fine with it if you choose one or the other i would take ninth jedi though okay 
Um, otherwise, personally, I would love it if they turned the prequels into an anime. I think that would have been... And rewrite some portions, you know, do that could work small really fixes well. that need it. Yeah. With I all really the betrayal think... and, and, like, Scepterfuge and stuff, like, that's mm-hmm. all anime. A prequel... Prequels trilogy anime would be phenomenal, especially if you have a really good studio behind it. Oh my Can god! Can you imagine really something? The opera scene between Anakin and Sidious oh. in anime, dude. It'd be it would be insanity. It would be everything about it would just be so cool. They could really they could really do a phenomenal anime for that, and it would be just so good. I, I can really just imagine it. I think it would be so good. You need to, to work that. for LucasArts. I want this to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, we'll get there. We'll get there, maybe. I mean, Skywalker Sound would be where I'd go. But yeah, I don't think they'd yeah. listen to me over there. They'd just be like, do sound. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. So that's Star Wars Visions. Next up, the Arcane Show from Netflix. That's League of Legends. And i like to start this off by saying I have... Zero interest in League of Legends. I don't care about that game. I don't like MOBAs. It's not my thing. Just not really my area in general. So that that whole world has never interested me at all. I've never wanted to check it out or anything like that. I watched this show. I still feel the exact same way. Hmm. But this show is really fucking good. It didn't make me want to learn. It didn't make me want to go play this game. But it made me want to get another season of this show. Interesting. Because like for me, I've... I have some experience with League of Legends. I real I do really like it. The only problem is that like especially if you're playing on PC and not like the mobile port, the P- like s- matches can go between half an hour to an hour long depending on how good your team is and how good the the enemy team is at defending. So as fun as it is and as challenging as it is, it does sometimes feel like a huge time sink. So I don't play it very often, but dude, watching this show made me want to dive more into this game because it actually does make me more interested in the characters because like some of the characters I did recognize from just like looking through the character list before, like, like Vi I I've seen before Jinx, I immediately recognized, uh, but then there were others that uh, in the show that I didn't really like recognize. Like I, didn't know that Jace was one of the characters beforehand. And I think Hammerdinger I, is another character, but like there's over 200 characters, I think in League of Legends at this point. So they, oh boy, they could not put them all in this season. That would be insane. But yeah, just on, even though, so Hammerdinger is a little fuzzy guy, right? Yeah. So I have like a little bit of experience with the game and not much with the lore, but God damn, this show is good. Like, holy show, shit. Like I said, this show did everything. It literally, like, the right. way the way the season ended literally made me go like, no, that can't be it. <laughs> you can't end it there. They did confirm uh, yeah, it, thankfully it's there going to get a season, season two. two. But yeah. also, like, there were certain, like, uh, concepts that I had heard of before in the game, like Hextech is like their kind of magic technology. But I like that the show uh, dives deep into like how Hextech became a thing in this world. And like, I remember hearing about it a bit, but yeah, I didn't know anything about it. And I was just like, Oh, this is a really interesting concept and how they're all anti magic and stuff. Dude, like the The first, like the first episode I was like, or first couple episodes, I was like, this is cool. I kind of like it. But then you get to like the third one 
where Powder tries to help and everything goes wrong. And her sister is just like, you are a jinx. Everything like burns around you. It's just like, and it breaks her. Like, I was like, holy shit, this show is like swinging hard right now. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it really it introduces you to all these characters that they pretty much like. I mean, of course, guys, also, if you haven't watched Arcane, spoilers. There's spoilers yeah. for Arcane, and I'll, I'm gonna, I'll make sure to put that somewhere being like spoilers for both of these shows. But, yeah. like, it introduces you to their family. To um, I'm trying to remember their names, but, like, it's the whole under um, Vander. Vander, like, yeah. And also, like, the whole setting of Piltover and the Undercity and everything is very interesting. It gave me a, like, a Final Fantasy VII Midgar feel to it. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember what the... Was it uh, Milo? Was that one of them? Or... I can't remember what their names were, but... It was pretty much, like... The, the brothers they're adopted brothers for the yeah. most part they were like raised with them and one's like really strong one's a lock pick and they just get got like they get blown up they get you watch them die like you see the strong one get like yeah. crushed and the other one like i think debris falls like right on him yeah and it's just like something. oh shit like i didn't expect these people to die let alone like so violently Especially, like, they, they do a good job of making you feel like there's hope. Yeah. Because you see he's breaking the locks off. You see he's broken a hole through the wall. And you're like, oh, my God, they're going to get out. This is like, they, the music is, like, hitting it off and really well. And powder fucks everything up. And you can yep. see why, like, that that would break most people. Like, the idea that you're just trying to help. And because you're try- like, you tried to help, like, half of your family is dead like that like so yeah jinx is like straight up insane like hearing voices and shit yeah and oh my god it's just dude it's so sad by her family it's so sad i felt so bad for that whole thing because i i just didn't think that it was gonna i wasn't sure exactly what to expect like i could tell that powder was supposed to be jinx and that like i could tell just it's like oh it's the girl with the blue hair yeah she's gonna go up to be that but how does that happen i don't even know anything about jinx i didn't know she was insane i just thought she was like a yeah this girl yeah, likes to smile and happy and i'm like oh she looks like she's good and i'm like oh no oh no i was wrong i was very wrong this is like complete opposite of what i was expecting like everything about because we're getting it's starting off you get like that J storyline and you get yeah. the Undercity storyline. It's basically like two storylines. It's like, here's what's happening above the city with Jason, everyone around him, from Caitlyn to uh, Nikolai, no, no, Victor, and Mel, and then below with, like, Vi, Powder, and Vander, and they're, like, the two guys that I, for some reason, can't find their names anywhere either. <laughs> um, but, and also, of course, like, Silco and the fucking conniving shit he's pulling right now. Yeah. And then once the time jump happens, you start veering off into like all these other like slight perspectives. Like everything starts branching off. Like Jace and Victor start having separate perspectives. Yeah. Uh, Mel has her own perspective. Vi has her own perspective. Uh, Jinx has her own perspective. Silco has his own perspective. Like you're getting all these different routes that they're taking now. 
and Dude. some more than others during episodes where you're like wandering, wondering like, oh, what's happening next with this character? Which I will say, I think our like the one I wanted to know, I keep, wanted to keep knowing more was with Vi. Vi became I think for sure yeah. my favorite character. Dude, I it was honestly really sad when uh, when um, Silco was dying and uh, Jinx is just like oh my god what have i done i like accidentally shot you i like i didn't mean to do do that and he's just like with his last breath he's like i would never have given them to you or given you to them like i would have given up everything for you and it's just like oh shit and then she just like you also you also killed his dad her dad like he also kind of fucked everything up in the first place like he's not a good guy but he's not like a completely evil guy i guess it's kind of like um it's the whole thing of like what it reminds me of is like zorro the old uh, antonio banderas zorro movie with anthony hopkins because the whole thing was like anthony hopkins was zorro and then he got like captured by the governor guy and he takes his daughter after killing his wife and so he raises his daughter as his own and oh, then like yeah yeah so that's like that whole thing and then anthony hopkins like is like i'm, I'm actually your dad and you were stolen from me it's kind of similar that way and then you know things change and it's a that actually that of course you know works out a lot better than how things go in arcane obviously considering yeah. the way arcane ends in the the first season dude there are just but, so many like just artistically interesting moments like the the fight between uh jinx and echo was oh so visually interesting and like the, yes. the the rap music that was going along to it was just like so perfectly timed to what was happening on the screen and then like also the scene where uh, vi convinces jace to try to like attack the the undercity and shut and physically oh, and shut down up. yeah the uh the shimmer production and he makes that like hextech hammer which is like super cool and they're just like wrecking shit and jace is going crazy just like firing his hammer all over the place because apparently he can shoot energy shots too and then he hits that kid and the kid falls to his death and you're just like oh shit uh that probably wasn't supposed to happen that got dark real fast kid, why'd you get in the way yeah. <laughs> why'd you get in the way kid yeah i was like i mean i was just kind of like and then vi hey. is just like he knew what he was signing up for like he he knew working here was going to be dangerous and jace is just like i'm not doing this anymore i'm not gonna go to war with the undercity you gotta give me those like hextech uh, gauntlets back and she's just like make me yeah that was was honestly if i was right like it was like they everyone every anyone that was working there knew exactly what they were doing that's fair but it's also just like it's still like his mom was one of the higher-ups too that too that that was a interesting serendipity connection there yeah, so it's like that. That was just like I felt bad, but also I didn't feel that bad. I was yeah, just like, ah, you know, shit happens. <laughs> it's just like it was definitely supposed to be like, oh, Jace had no idea, yeah, like what it would cost, like what it could cost to, to go actually to war. Very much so, and, and I will say too that the the fight between uh, Jinx and Echo, like I did love the they do flashback to them as kids. Yeah, too. and that too. Like, they do God, that. that was that so was cool. Really good um uh, but god that was an insane fight too because echo did win that fight didn't he he did if I remember correctly yeah but god that was fucking crazy yeah and then like every- 
God, one of the other shots in the show where that I thought was so interesting was when like uh, Echo and uh, the, the cop lady, I forget her name, were. Caitlin. Yeah. Cupcake. <laughs> they, Honestly, Caitlin became one of my favorites. And I realized who also voiced her was um, uh, Cho Chang from Harry oh, Potter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just I love the moment where they're at the bridge, like wait about to hand over the gemstone and all Kitty those Leung, those like firefly name. things show up and then you realize, oh shit, they're mechanical. And it was all like Jinx made these things. And then it, like that wide away shot from like the bridge where you see from a distance, like the amount of explosions and how long they were going. It's just like, holy shit, Jinx is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Like, it it was insane seeing those little fireflies because at first you're like, oh, they're good. And then you're like, no, yeah. they're not. They're really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I guess before going back to characters and stuff, the music itself was really well done. I really liked and it. It was I'm a little not... bit weird that a lot of the songs were straight up just Imagine Dragons. I mean, the whole, the intro was Imagine Dragons. It was, um, that's true. So it's, yeah. I don't know, it's just weird that it's like, oh, I recognize this band. It's weird that they're playing for this one cartoon, but cool. I don't it know. must have I made a like deal. It. If anything, maybe Imagine Dragons even likes League of Legends and they're like, hey, can we do music for this? I can like, see that. Yeah, that. That would be cool. I do, you, yeah. I do like their music. I do too. Like, I really like, um, what's it? Uh, of course, you know, ra- radio. Yeah, everyone on the radio. Like, that one and Believers also really good. I honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, I haven't gone out to look for their songs. So I don't yeah. really know much more than that. But now I have a third one because of that intro song is really fucking good. And the, the way they, because I want to be honest, like, 99% of the time with a Netflix show, even if it's net, if it's Marvel, like did Daredevil and stuff and Punisher, I always skip the intros. Like, there's no reason to watch them. Even in, yeah. even says like, like skip the intro. Yeah, well, you watch it the first time, and then you never watch it again. Arcane was the only show where I never skipped it, and I just kept it each time because I enjoyed it so much. So that I think says something, but the music for the rest of it was just really good. Whether it was the actual soundtrack of the like natural world and stuff of just the, like everything around it or the actual music that was coming in that was from like an artist and stuff. But it was, I just really liked it. They they did such a good job making it match up together Yeah. to where I think honestly, like, the show itself, because honestly, the show is, I want to say it's amazing. It's oh, an yeah. amazing show. It's so I much better than shocked. I ever would have imagined. I want to say, and then, you know, I, I can't really say for sure because I didn't play the game and stuff, but also you can't really turn that game into a full show. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You I, get, I did just take like the lore the, from the game. The uh, the alleyways of the Undercity were called the lanes. <laughs> yes, that was very much, that was very, in the very first episode, I didn't get that, and I kept trying to figure out who the lanes were, <laughs> and I'm like, is that like a rich family down there, and I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> Down stupid. here in the lanes. <laughs> yeah, but I thought, you know, Castlevania was probably, like, the first two seasons was, like, the best adaptation from game to, sh- like, to visual, just, like, cinema and series and stuff arcane might potentially be the best oh one other thing real quick to so the art style itself 
it's i really liked it it was really good partly i, I couldn't like, tell it it was very it's very unique it's very unique. yeah I've not only is it unique like it but it also it is very reminiscent of the artwork that they use for the characters in the actual league of legends game like when you're really when you're doing character select stuff they have very and they also have 3d uh representations of the characters that you can check out but originally they they had these like painterly screens for each character which was like literally like a like a painting of the character and so i thought it was really cool that they went with that painterly look for this show and in like it works really well and it literally it just makes it feel like those character arts like came to life for the show mm. very well done okay. it's like unique but somehow recognizable to league of legends art okay that's really cool that's honestly really cool i like that a lot but yeah art and music really cool they work really well the characters themselves like i think for sure Vi and Caitlyn were my favorites. Their arcs were always the ones I was looking yeah. forward to the most easily. But watching Jinx, I was just like, oh, she's had so much pain. Yeah. But she probably also should be ended. Someone should yeah, end her like, for the best. That's the it's thing. for the best. She's literally insane, and she doesn't really consider what will happen next if I actually follow through on this. And she keeps Especially making- at the end. Yeah, and she keeps making be- worse and worse decisions. So it's like everyone is telling Silco, like, you need to get rid of Jinx. She's just fucking shit up for everyone. And he's just like, I can't. She's like my daughter, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's. Oh my God. It's some. And then he had that cyberpunk guy that seems like he was straight out of Cyberpunk 2077. Um, the the uh... Silco's right hand? the The one with the arm? You know the one with the jacket that has like the metal oh, jaw. Oh, that dude, yeah. That keeps oh, shit. with the lighter. He does look very, uh, I didn't realize that's what that made. That was. It seemed reminiscent of something to me, and yeah, it's definitely cyberpunk. Now that you mention it. Yeah, the minute he shows up, I'm like, oh, they have cyberpunk in here. Cool. Yeah, I liked <laughs> okay. that guy. I thought it was weird that he had like a jaw bolted onto his jaw, but then like he got got pretty good. Yeah, he got sliced and diced very, very quickly. I was like, oh, he's gone. So long. Yeah. But uh, Silco himself, how did you feel out Silco was like the villain? I thought he was cool. Like, I like I kept expecting something to come out of like what was going on with like the like the left side of his face or whatever, like what was going on with his eye. And I don't know. He ended up just being pretty much a crime lord. That's it. Yeah. In. But like his dynamic with Jinx though is what really sold him as a more complex character for me because like oh, very much if so. he had just been like I get everything that I ever wanted and all I have to do is get rid of this crazy bitch okay <laughs> but like that would have been less interesting but the fact that he's like I literally have been offered everything I ever wanted for the Undercity and I can't do it because they need they want me to give away my daughter who's not even his biological daughter he like adopted even goes her. to vander's statue to talk about and he's it, like which jinx is like at, hiding right behind yeah the... and i love that scene because he's like yeah like he and vander fought to the death like multiple times because <laughs> like vander tried to kill him and then he did try to kill vander uh like later on and he's like i'm sorry old brother i finally understand why you did what you did because like of your family 
and yeah i i just love like complex characters like that yeah it works because i mean the whole thing is a good villain is a villain you actually care about yeah that's the whole thing of having a good like it was actually sad to me when like i said earlier it was actually sad to me when silco was dying and, and jinx was just like oh my god what have i done yeah I mean, I was, I also would have been like, you'll kill this dude, but you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing he died. Yeah. <laughs> but now Jinx is just completely unhinged and you're just like, oh yeah. shit. Like again, spoilers, but the fact that she like built a Hextech rocket launcher and fired it at the council building. Wasn't that her like iconic shark Something like launcher. that. It must be her ultimate in the game. It has to be significant. Because she has like a, she has a, she has a mini gun and she has a rocket launcher yeah. that's like a shark and just like the fact and also the fact that at the same time the council was voting to actually go along with peace like yeah. jace succeeded in convincing the council to like let shit go and just let even though before like even when he first says it it's like a weird silent yeah, they're all music. like they're literally shouting they're, at him like are you yeah. fucking insane and somehow every it's a unanimous vote for peace and jinx just burns it down and i'm just like oh no how many people are dead <laughs> what's going on yeah you know you know at least jace is alive at least jason so. probably mel i assume because is mel a playable character later i don't know like that's the thing a lot of she seems important no yeah i don't know any character i mean then again i thought like uh, i didn't expect the two brothers to die in the beginning either so right? i was like oh shit yeah uh, <laughs> god damn but like the whole, I guess, over city or whatever, like the regular city story line of like Jace being a pariah first, like no one wants him to do this. And each yeah. time he's pushing forward, like he still gets like resistance for his progress. And it does make sense what he's trying to do. Like the whole storyline of like, yeah, a wizard came out of the snow and Dude, helped me I love that survive. Or like literally he witnessed magic as a child of like someone actually successfully wielding magic to turn like winter into spring. And he's just like, oh shit, this is possible. And also could like greatly benefit humanity. Yeah. And whereas like, you know, he goes through all this stuff. He pretty much builds himself from the ground up to the point where he were like replaces, um, well, the first What's his name again? First, like, Hammerdinger. Hammer, yeah, he replaces Hammerdinger, which is that was kind of sad. That, that was, was sad. sad. He was just like, Chase, please, what are you doing? So, I was like, oh no. I like Hammerdinger, but at the same time, he annoyed the shit out of me because, like, he, he's too happy. What? He was too happy, and also no. For me, it was like he kept trying to tell everyone, like, don't fuck with magic; it's only bad. But he yeah. never explained why. Like, it seems like he has first-hand experience with like oh yeah with the 300 years of experience yeah, yeah with like sure. nations literally falling because someone decided to do exactly what jace and victor are doing and instead of telling them that he's just like i forbid you don't and yeah then he just gets like ejected from the council because he's not explaining why it's a bad idea to do magic i think also like he he, he was too far away from things to the point where True. like you know it shows him interact with echo and that's Echo's the thing people. i loved that he goes on a journey through the undercity and he meets echo and he, like i especially love the moment where he he sees like echo brings him back to his like home area tree. with the tree and he's just like how is this possible that you built all this in your short lifespan and it like kind of reignites his like passion for humanity and and like i guess the people 
Yeah. And I'm it, it makes you excited to see what he potentially Absolutely. is going to do next. Um, and whereas Jace, is... for me, one of the most intriguing, like what happens next is Victor. Dude, Victor, that was even that you don't you barely see this girl, but you feel incredibly yeah, bad. She's like when on she her just way gets... to basically try to like ask him out or whatever. And she tries to save his life because he's like basically being what looks like attacked by a magic sphere. And she just like gets turned to ash. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh shit. It was oh a more God. dramatic way than in uh, Shazam, where that lady touches the that door was so and is weird. like, ah! <laughs> and you, you're like, she's dead. And you're just laughing, like, yeah, she is. And then this one, you're like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. And then, Tragedy like, is struck. It's so interesting to me that that hex core seems to be like evolving and turning like organic. And it seems to have some sort of control one over could say the convention. Yeah, like, it, and it seems to have some sort of control over at least, like, the magic parts of Victor now. And, yeah. like, I really want to know what he's, like, turning into and all that. Like, super interesting. Yeah, very much so. Like, it, it's it's very interesting to see because, like, I was looking at Jace and I'm, like, waiting to see, like, why do I feel like he's going to become a villain? Yeah. Why, why am I getting this sneaking suspicion? Especially when Victor is the one that's, like, don't weaponize it. Yeah, uh, I've experimented wrongly, and you need to let me die now. He's like, like destroy you it. You need to die. destroy the hex core. I can't do it. Yeah, uh, which I mean that shows I think Victor potentially could still remain good. Yeah, but I, I do feel like Jace could go on a dark path potentially. Uh, whereas Mel, like Mel, I don't know. I could but- absolutely see if if Mel dies in because of Jinx, and after Victor like convinced everyone for peace. Not Victor, uh, Jace. Jace. I could see Jace picking up that hammer and going like, okay, it's wartime. Yeah, very much so. Especially with Mel's mom there. Mm-hmm. Who's literally like a fucking barbaric Dude, warlord. Dude, I love her. <laughs> I was just like, oh shit, why is she here? She's like, he I'm can't here to leave. try the local cuisine. And she's like, come boy. <laughs> this is my fuck boy. And I'm like, oh, uh, you legitimately got a fuck boy. Yeah. And- He's just some pretty boy. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, no, Mel Mel seemed like an interesting character. Uh just because she's like she feels like the pol- she like if you can define political, yeah. Like her face comes mm-hmm. up and you're like, Oh, I get it, okay. And I love But that. she's not like evil political either. Like she seems like she does what she does for the city's best interests yeah. as well. And I which love I really appreciate. I love that like her mom banished her. And then she finally gets an answer for why. And her mom's like, cause you made me weak. Like it, I hated the look in your eye every time I did what had to be done. So I sent yeah. you away. Which is crazy. Cause it just shows that Mel is like a good person mm-hmm. and she's like willing to do like, she just does good shit. And that's the worry part. Cause the mom will be like, if she does die, the mom's going to be like, oh, you should just kill them all. Oh yeah. And she'll probably, she honestly, I could see the mom as a villain for the next season easily. That'd be interesting. But I think it's not going to be a villain for the next season. It's going to be like, they're going to make it very layered where you're going to see different villains from different perspectives, especially like from below and above as well. Like you could easily see Jinx below. Yeah. Um, the mother, potentially Jace above, depending on how things go. It's really hard to say. Uh, but Overall, I thought it was interesting, especially also when you see like Victor's sort of story where he's always been crippled 
and you yeah. see like the animal he meets and that weird scientist guy who's like oh yeah i, did, I needed the stuff inside of it so i yeah, killed it the mutation must survive no matter what yeah and then later victor's like i understand what you meant yeah later, which was also sad it's basically like progress no matter what the cost just like honestly that that dude is what he, he saved jinx but he made jinx more fucked up that's what yeah the, that that issue right there was just like i saved her I used potentially strains of uh fucking what's it called again? Uh, shimmer. Yeah, it didn't it looked like he put shimmer in it her? It looked right? like he gave her a shit ton of shimmer just to like super boost her body's healing or something. Yeah, and then she went like she went She's like super, super fast super, now. Yeah, she went super insano crazy though when that happened. She was like, "I'm gonna kidnap everybody." Yeah, and she literally like sneaks to the above area, breaks into the mansion, and steals Caitlyn, who's she somehow steals her while she's still naked, and then clothes her and yeah. ties her up. Dude, that whole <laughs> now that I think about it, that whole like dinner party thing reminded me of like the um, uh, I don't remember the name of the arc, but when like the Joker uh kidnapped the the whole bat family and was like oh death of the family yeah oh it was death of the family he's like i cut yeah, all their faces off like he, yeah and and bruce is like oh my god what have you done and it, like it turned out he hadn't and he was just like he just bandaged their faces to like freak them yeah. all the fuck out uh but like especially with that scene where he's like i paid your girlfriend a visit i made her a snack and you're just like oh god is her head in that like tray and it's i like, was so freaked out yeah and I was it's like, no like, okay it's like just a cupcake which is like funny because she yeah cupcake. kept calling her cupcake cupcake yeah yeah, yeah. Was... Which I she's just like what well, what do you think i did yeah i was just like god damn it James. yeah i'm like, even i'm not fuck? that crazy it's just like yeah I don't know, though. god uh, yeah you just fucking blew up the government yeah. um <laughs> which i'm sure a lot of people this <laughs> is like oh of course the one person that achieves it is fucking insane yeah <laughs> God, that everything about it though is great, and I mean that's pretty much I guess what we think season two is going to be like potentially war. Absolutely, it's yeah. I can't see it go, getting any like more peaceful. <laughs> I I guess the the interesting thing because obviously if you're above you're going to take the above side, if you're below you're going to take the below side, whether you want to or not. Yeah. The interesting thing is going to be, of course, like the whole Romeo Juliet portion there with yeah Vi and, and Caitlin, yeah, because they're in the middle there. But the whole thing, I think, I, I did do a little, a little bit of research on Caitlyn, and I saw she's supposed to be like the the chief of police of that city, I guess, in League of Legends. Mm. Uh, so I assume she's gonna yeah, climb I think she's the ladder. A sniper character? I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. So I think she'll. That, that I was afraid she was gonna die because then I was like, I thought she was supposed to do more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Katie Leon. Because, <laughs> dude, this is the first like. But I got I gotta say, of course, like when I was younger, I had a cr- like I had a crush on like the character of Cho Chang in the movies, who's played by Katie Leung, and I'm like, oh shit, Katie Leung is playing the voice of Caitlyn, and I'm just like, oh, this is I gotta I'm gonna really enjoy this character, and I did. I, I at first I wasn't sure if it was gonna be like just because of that, but honestly, the character was probably one of my favorites because it's like detective story. She has a lot to prove because she comes from like a rich background. And no one wants to give her any real jobs, and she does it on her own without like yeah, anyone else like I, telling her. I did love that like her mom was giving her like cushy security jobs, and she's just like, I hate it. <laughs> I hate all of it. Like her dad is more on her side though. He's just yeah. like, oh, you know, it's okay. You can do it. It's fine. But yeah, for sure. Like I said, 
I think I don't know who I like more between Vi and Caitlyn, but those are for sure my two favorite characters. Um, probably I don't know who would be next. Honestly, I think I guess Jinx because she's fucking insane, uh, and it's just like fun to just see what the hell she's gonna do. But uh, I definitely enjoyed the below ground characters more than the above. I would say. Yeah, Probably. in uh, League of Legends Wild Rift, Caitlyn is, uh, her tagline is the Sheriff of Piltover. Ah, okay, there you go. Yeah, which the original, the original Sheriff was really cool. Um, She's also listed as a marksman, I guess. Ah, uh, that makes, that makes sense, yeah. Because wasn't she being taught by the original Sheriff how to shoot? Was Remember she? they do like a flashback? Yeah, they do a flashback she- scene of her like, basically like, doing hella good shots and it turns out she was already a crack uh, shot as a kid i totally forgot i love that uh uh lakshmi 2 died again in this show yeah no that's a uh, yeah shore uh agdashu uh she's a iranian actress uh from tehran and my family loves her uh Dude, i was she very happy such to an see her in this voice yeah she, it's oh my god it's so you know she's also in the punisher right she's in a lot of things <laughs> yeah she's madani's mom uh in punisher but like She's in, there's so much shit she's in. But yeah, this she's is like in, her newest uh, thing. She's in Expanse as well. I, I still have to watch that show. But yeah, yeah like, uh, I, I was very happy to hear her as Grayson. But dude, and like. I did like her in the flashbacks. And even dude, after the, she was yeah, and like, killed. like one of the first episodes where she dies and you find out that her second in command is like on Silco's payroll and like that led to her death i was just like oh shit that's and he felt really he was like oh fuck and you see him throw the money on the ground because at first like the whole the way he's treating vander the whole time you're like oh this dude's a piece of shit and then you're like oh he wasn't all piece of shit he was only like partially piece of shit yeah but then he was still like once silco pays him a visit in his house and is with his daughter you're like yeah oh i get it (laughs) He just like knocks over her like tower of toys and stuff. He's like, "Oh, sorry, accidents happen." Just like, "Yo, what?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm fine with Silco dying. That's fine. That's okay." Yeah. Um, I will say I I like the dynamic change there where it was like Vander and Grayson making the deal, and then yeah. it was like the for the better of the community, and then instead afterwards it's replaced by Silco and the new captain. I forget what his name was. And it's like the more corrupt version and yeah. it's not really for the community. And it's just more like, let me do my shit. And you're like, it, it, it shows the symbolism, the symbolization, I guess, of the under area getting darker. Yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. It still sucks. I can't believe Vi was in prison that whole time. That's yeah. Crazy. Right? <laughs> you, you, like when he saves her, you're like, oh, good. He saved her. And he's like, you're in prison. I'm like, uh, okay. I guess. I guess that happened instead. Is that was that saving her? <laughs> yeah. Well, <that's> <laughs> At least she got like, stronger, right? I think he was. She... I think Silco told him to get rid of her, and instead of just killing her, he just like threw her in prison. Yeah, because if Silco saw her, he was wasn't he saying like if he sees you, you're dead, something like that. Yeah, and then he, she comes back with a fucking vengeance as like the ultimate yeah. boxer. I I love the the fucking metal fist like that Dude. the very first time. When it shows her fighting them all on the bridge, that was, that so, was cool. so good. That was amazing. And then when Such she fights the the one armed uh, woman, like dude, that fight was so crazy. I can't believe that who's literally powered by Shimmer. Yeah, dude, I can't believe how close that actually was. I I was sure that Vi was gonna like wreck her now that she's got the fists, but that lady almost killed her. 
Because she's fucking. She was like the strongest fighter for Silco. Like she could beat yeah. the shit out of Silco if she wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I think the only person that could beat her was basically just Vi and Jinx, honestly. Like, I do love that moment when, she, like, the, I forget, the, the Asian dude with the jaw. Like, when he thought he was about to make his, like, big takeover. Just call him Cyberpunk, dude. Yeah, when he, when he was about <laughs> to make his, like, big takeover. And, yeah, like, the one-armed lady just, like, slices him. And Silco, after everyone else leaves, he's like, were, were you ever actually tempted? She's like, no not for a worm like him implying that like if someone better comes along maybe which the way you see her at the end you kind of think maybe she's just gonna it's weird because you think like maybe she could just be the leader why is she always yeah. looking for someone else to take the lead she even I like... mean, do you think it'll be like jinx will be the leader and she's her right hand after that'd be insane i don't know i don't think because jinx Cause seems she like she's more jinx. gonna be like a, a a solo wild card she doesn't seem like the one that desires power Yeah, that's the thing i don't think jinx wants to be a leader or anything she just seems to enjoy chaos and just doing whatever and it's like uh i think the, it's like the D style where it's like silco is lawful evil whereas jinx is chaotic evil yeah yeah. And yeah, the one-armed lady, she she does not like Jinx. And Neutral she was evil. literally like the main person telling Soko, like, you got to get rid of her. She's only going to be bad for our cause. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy, right? Yeah, dude, this show, like, it. so yeah, like we got your perspective as someone who has never played the game, has no interest in the game. You got my perspective as someone who has some uh, experience with the game. And I honestly, I think overall, even if you have no interest or experience with League of Legends, this is still a really well done show. Just like the story yes. is well, well told. It's a very personal, interesting story with interesting characters and intersecting storylines as a cool setting, a cool art style, cool music. It's like I can see why different like at least a few outlets have already given it 10 out of 10 because it is phenomenal top it's to bottom. so good I, it is crazy because i feel so sad i'm like i'm happy a season two is coming i'm sad now i have to wait for it yeah it's just like it actually got me like that i was like fuck this is like demon slayer and attack on titan all over again <laughs> yeah literally the last shot of the show of like them ending the shot with like the second the rocket hits the glass window i'm just like no what happens next I, it's the seasonal cliffhangers you know what's funny it made me realize like i'm like oh fuck how long am i gonna wait for this and i'm like wait how long have we been waiting for dragon prince yeah that's true <laughs> so i was like oh no we're gonna be here for a while i guess i don't i don't know but at least we got it and it was really great yeah for sure and i mean I still, it's not like I have nothing to watch. True. <laughs> quite the contrary. Quite literally the fucking contrary to that. I, I, I'm good. Yeah. I am good. We were just Demon before Slayer the show. Season like, 2 is about to start also. Yeah. Just saying. That is about to start. Just before the show, we were like, so when do we want to take make time to watch like four Disney movies that just came out on Disney Plus that we haven't watched and we need to wa- talk about? Yeah. That's just like uh, one thing. Speaking of which, um, I don't think we have enough time for years five. No, we got like 10 minutes. No. Before I, I told you, you, you want to do that first. I was like, nah, something tells I do, me no, we shouldn't do it first. I know. I was pretty <laughs> sure we wouldn't have time for it. But at the same time, it's just like, I want to talk about years five so bad. Cause it's just like, I have strong opinions about it. 
No, for sure. And to let you guys know, like, last year we had a very um, scheduled December. Like, we had an episode specifically on Destiny, an episode specifically on Ghost of Tsushima, Mandalorian Season 2. Like, everything was very kind of a sign. This year we have that. It's not going to be necessarily, like, singular focused, except for maybe, like, one thing. But uh, the way it's going to work, we got four weeks of December coming up. And uh, the first week will be more of like a backlog catch up, which I think there honestly will be more game centric because I think mm-hmm. there will knock out Gears 5 and maybe knock out Halo 5 too, because the way I see it, we could just do double fives there Makes sense. Um, along with anything else we got left. Uh, the following week will be the very Disney one where you're looking at potentially Riot and the Last Dragon, Luca, Cruella and jungle cruise just to knock them out they're on disney plus they're already there ready to go uh the third week halo infinite i if i if possible i'm gonna see who i can get for that i'm gonna see there has to be i know i have multiple friends that i think would be potentially be able to come on for that but probably i don't know if the whole episode potentially we might have the whole episode dedicated to it i think because we could talk the campaign we could talk the multiplayer uh, I think by then the campaign will be out for like two weeks, so that should be hopefully enough time to take care of it. Uh, unless it's like Far Cry weird, and then you're like, for fuck's sake, yeah. uh, when is this over? Most, I don't know. Most Halo campaigns you can get through pretty quick because it's like linear. But they weren't hard, they weren't Far Cry this, Halo though. Yeah, this game it's sounding like it's got way more open world stuff. Like it's not completely open, but it might take yeah. a little bit longer. We'll see. But yeah, we'll we'll do... It'll be a Halo Infinite episode. And then the final episode of the month will be uh, in the final episode of the year. Our top movies, shows, games of the year, as well as what we're very much anticipating for next year of those areas too. I'll, I'll, I'll have like a giant list of everything coming out. I'll just like, we got this, 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 this. But yeah, like it, it, I, I'll say like we probably won't be as news centric in this final month, but that's also kind of how this month works. You don't really get that much news in December anyway. So it should work out. If there's something that really is like big enough that we'll talk about it, then we will, of course. Oh, you know what? You know what I forgot we should also talk about probably? What? Spider-Man. What? Oh, yeah, that'll be <laughs> yeah. a thing. Yeah, so we'll figure out. Some, Spider-Man will be in there somewhere too, I'm sure. We'll do a Spider-Man episode as well. Um, or... We'll figure it out. We're, we'll fi- we'll figure this out. Oh fuck, Matrix! Oh fuck, <laughs> the goddamn Matrix! I keep forgetting there's actually going to be a Matrix movie. Like they actually yeah, did it. It almost doesn't feel real. It does. I think what's weirder is it's like, isn't this crazy, Neo, to think you're going back to where it all started, back to the Matrix? And I'm like, why does it sound so weird when you say it like that? Yeah, I've been telling Chris that like it just that first trailer at least has not really sold me on there needing to be a fourth Matrix. But we'll see. I mean, I'm not complaining because I honestly want the golden age of Keanu Reeves, the second golden age of Keanu Reeves to continue. That's fair. Like, we got our Bill and Ted. We've had three and soon to be four John Wick movies. We got The Matrix. They're going to do, I'm hoping they do a Constantine 2. Fucking, I don't know. You could keep going. Just see what else you can do with Keanu Reeves. I think he even said, like, he's down to join the MCU for something. I was just like, oh, shit. So... Yeah, keep keep that keep that train rolling. Keep Keanu Reeves Keanuing and stuff. Wouldn't it be funny if they made him uh, Frank Castle for the MCU? <laughs> they already have Frank Castle for the MCU. Well, if they keep John Bernthal, yes. They, I, I don't want to see him not that. 
I would fight somebody if they took John Bernthal away from being Punisher. He's literally, if if we, like, the whole thing is they did say it's, like, sort of, they do fit together. I don't think, like, if especially if we see Charlie Cox, Daredevil, as Spider-Man's lawyer in the new Spider-Man movie. I would that love cements that. it. We're guaranteed. Just put them on Hulu for the more adult shit, but they're still tied in where they could show up in the movies. And you have fucking John Bernthal as the Punisher. And... That's all I really want in this world is just John Bernthal to stay as the Punisher because that is the perfect casting. Like, there's nothing more perfect than this, I feel like. It's just so perfect. Yeah, that's that's it. That's all I got. Okay, that's the show, guys. If you want to check us out, of course, please uh, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. If it's Apple Podcast, we'd appreciate it if you could give us a five-star review. That'd really help us out. And of course, uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Side Talk. You can also follow James at InvaderJim124. And you can follow me at GoGoComzilla. You can also email us at SutraSideTalk at gmail.com. Uh, name's in the title. You'll Easy to basically email. Any comments, feedback, if you have any questions you want us to read on the show, whether it's for something we're about to talk about or something we did already, or just what's up in the news already. Like any of that stuff, we're down to talk about it. Just uh, send it right there. Or you can even comment or DM us on one of those platforms like Twitter or Instagram. You could do that way as well. Uh, but that is it for this week. And we hope to give you a bunch of crazy content for December. So long. Thanks for listening. <laughs>